Blog Talk Radio. on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, podcasting and broadcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? What if your brand were a community theater stage production of the Disney classic, Newsies, what if you had landed your dream role as Catherine? I didn't even know there was a female role in in Newsies. I saw the highlights for the movie years ago and was not interested because it looked like a bunch of uh, uh, young guys dancing around. It wasn't really my thing, but a lot of people love that play. Uh, people that I know are, are always happy when it when it comes to town. Well, this particular production will be going on up at the Paramount Theater in Abilene, Texas, and our guest today, Zula Pryor, who's been on our show before, very beautiful, talented young lady, actress. She can act, she can sing, and she's landed one of her dream roles as the role of Catherine in the Disney production of Newsies, and so we're going to talk to her about that. But as it relates to your business, you hear me talk about a performance culture and why I think it's so much better than a sales and service culture, because think about the theater. It, in many ways, was the original social media. There were no cell phones or Google reviews or Facebook posts. If there was a great play, people went out into the town and told other people about it. Uh, when you think about why you do you know, sales and service training in the first place, it's so you can intentionally engage your audience and maybe get them to buy more than just the free checking account. Well, in a performance culture, it's even better than that. When you have people that are interested in putting on a great live performance every day, um, they bring out of people maybe things that the folks didn't even know. Maybe they haven't thought about a 529 plan or an investment plan for their grandchild. Um, they're not transactional. They're, they're thinking in a very human, empathetic sense. They're very aware of the audience. You won't have to do a gazillion you know, little personal uh, reviews of their work because a performer does that of themselves. Zula and her crew start rehearsals this coming Monday, and trust me, as performers, they're going to beat themselves up for every little mistake, real or imagined. Practice, perform, review, and repeat. That chronology describes your business, and if you want to leave the audience wanting more, there's so much to glean from the dramatic arts, and I was so glad we had a chance to get Zula back on the show. We're going to talk to her, and we're going to do it all right after this. That is right. Everything about it is appealing, except sometimes the paycheck at the community theater level, which we ask um, Zula about. And don't worry, don't don't lock anything down. There is there is not an active shooter. That was, of course, from Annie. Get your gun. The 1950 stage production. Uh, her name is Zula Pryor. She has landed the role of Catherine in the stage production of Disney's Newsies, and we asked her about it. 
Yes, um, I was just recently cast as Catherine in movies um, in Abilene, where I live now, um, at Paramount Theater for this summer. So I'm very excited about that. She's kind of a fierce, a fierce news reporter during the time of like the news strike and everything. So I'm really excited about that. And that is one of the key roles when you are, you know, auditioning somebody or interviewing somebody to, to intentionally engage your audience. Great performers want to be in the spotlight. They want to be on stage. It's voluntary. And we asked her about that, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I always have enjoyed getting to bring the emotion out of people instead of sitting, having it uh, kind of taken out of me. Um, I've just always enjoyed being up on stage and kind of, getting to help people kind of uh, release, I guess, um, because there's some people who are hurting who don't even know how they're hurting, and to get to just do a role that just brings something out of them, like, it's a cathartic feeling, so I feel really lucky to get to, to be the person up there doing it for someone else, yeah. Now, of course, she's talking about connecting with the audience on a on a human level, but from a in, in a biz from a business standpoint, in a transactional standpoint, um, she's really talking about finding out what people what else they need. Uh, most people don't just need a checking account or a debit card or an auto loan. There are things, generationally speaking, that that are not going to be known about if you don't ask. And I used to say when I was training, you know, you don't walk up to somebody and ask them how much money they have in their wallet. You get to know somebody first, then you kind of figure out. Um, and so that's an important part in the banking culture to, to put on that great, you know, live performance when it's appropriate. Not, not everybody that walks in that just wants to transfer some money wants to have a 10-minute conversation, but at the investment level, at the mortgage, getting a mortgage level, certainly um, you want somebody that can can connect on a human level with someone and, and, and maybe bring out some of those additional needs that, that they may not be aware of. Now, the best way to do that is to practice it, is to train that way, is to inspire your employees to think like a performer. But practice is the key. Rehearsal is the key, doing it over and over again. And, um, and we asked her about that as well. I think, I think if you don't practice it, intense, I mean, it's like sports or any sort of other, if you, you practice how you perform. So if you're not putting the hours and hours and, and time and dedication into the rehearsal process, then your, your performance of it at the end is definitely going to suffer big time because you won't know how to get to the emotional place that you need to get. You won't know how to do it safely. Uh, your others won't know how to react whenever you get to that place. Um, so I think that the, the rehearsal process is just as important, if not more important, than the actual performance getting to actually get to where you need to go. So. Another thing a great performance can do, and I, and I told Zula about this, a time where I witnessed, it was actually just a rehearsal of a play called Next to Normal. And if you've never seen it, I'm not going to say too much about it because it has a very emotional ending that a lot of people, um, you don't see coming. And so when, when the director who had me there as his guest, they, they, were, they were doing it at a, at a big credit union. They were using one of their training rooms, and I was there visiting them. And I was curious about it because I know I do this show about performance. He said, Jason, when we saw you at the end and realized we had gotten to you emotionally, 
family, somebody that we knew doesn't go to a lot of plays, isn't the most cultured person in the world, doesn't uh, seem like the most emotional person. We knew that we were going to have our audience right where we wanted them at that moment. And I went in as a skeptic thinking there's no way I'm going to get moved by this, you know, amateur production in Tampa, Florida. And yet I was. And that's the other element of a performance culture. It can convert the skeptics. It can it can overpower a bad Google review or whatever. And so we asked Zula to talk about that. You know, I think that I think that it's just so important to be able to expose ourselves to those kinds of um, emotions and those kinds of feelings because I think a lot of times, like like you say, you went and saw it and you really didn't want to experience those things. But I think that feeling, getting the experience to go and watch someone else walk through something that you might not have ever walked through, but something that's so hard and so intense and getting to experience that with them, I think it just creates a stronger human bond um, with those around you because everybody else in the audience is also feeling the same thing. And I think it's experiencing those things together just really brings us together as a people and makes us understand what it's like to be human because there's some people who don't really go through a bunch of struggles and they kind of guide glide through life and that's awesome and then there are some people who are just knocked down at every turn and to get to experience that sort of a feeling all together i i just think that there's there's nothing like it there's nothing like getting to sit in sit in an audience with hundreds of other people and experience the exact same thing all together i think it's just beautiful and again, she's she's looking at the way an artist does that you know that connection in humanity and and those wonderful emotions may not play into every single you know transaction that you have in your lobby or on the phone or online or or in the drive-through. But imagine if they if most of them did. Imagine if all of your employees and performers cared so much about the audience that they wanted them to leave and for that to be the one great thing that they remembered after they went to the grocery store and, and to Jiffy Lube or to Olive Garden or whatever that day. You're only as good as your last performance. You're only as good as your last role. And since this is one of her dream roles, we asked her why. You know, Catherine is just such a strong female and um, we don't really get that a ton um, in the world of theater a lot of times if you're going for a big female role she's going to have this um, ingenue-esque like floaty personality and probably is very beautiful which awesome cool yes please but Catherine is just so down to earth and nitty gritty and she's in a cast full of guys, I'm I'm one of one of few women who is in the show, um, which I'm very excited about because she just comes into this group of of newsies who are in the middle of a strike and says, "I'm going to write your story." It's also great when you have people that are doing that job for something more than money. Now, I know, look, money's important. Uh, I know a lot of people, however, that have walked away from a job to to do something that they really love, and, and even if it's not the most lucrative thing. And we asked her, I said, hey, is being a community theater actor the fastest way to wealth? It is not the most <laughs> lucrative decision that I could have chosen. 
And yet she did, and I thought that was one of the more charming moments of our our interview. I I left a very, very good job with EDS, Electronic Data Systems. I did not even know you could be a professional speaker, but the the thought that I could be in charge of myself and, and be answerable only to myself and manage only myself. It was it was appealing, but at the beginning, it, it was not what I was making uh, every every two weeks at a gigantic technology firm back in the early 21st century. Um, we also asked her about, um, you know, this is one of her dream roles, but she plays a lot of roles. That is also critical in our marketplace today. I know in most um, bank lobbies and credit union lobbies and stuff like that, a lot of times, generationally speaking, You'll have people that are a bit younger that are in positions that are frequented, like the lobby, by older Americans. And the way you explain something to somebody that didn't grow up with a computer, that didn't grow up using uh, FaceTime and and instant chat and all that other kind of stuff uh, might be very different than somebody who comes in and they're in their late 20s and they know everything and they just want to get the information they need and get out of there. What's that thing? The Capital One Cafe, you can open an account in five minutes. Well, I know people in my family that are much older that can't do anything in five minutes and wouldn't want to try to open an account in five minutes because they're going to want to read every single line of the disclosure Ask 15 million questions. Well, you need performers that can be different roles for different circumstances and do different things for different people. And that is one of the number one lessons you can learn from the performing arts. And we asked Zula about that. Absolutely. Um, It's funny that you should talk about that because actually right now I'm currently in a show called Bright Star um, at Abilene Christian University. Our last weekend is this weekend. Um, but I'm currently playing Mama Murphy, who is a 58-year-old woman. Wow. Um, she ends the show <laughs> a lot older than you are, by the way, because you're nowhere near 58. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite that old. Um, I'm, I'm getting there, but not yet. Um, but she is just this force to be reckoned with um, in the show, and she is quiet and contemplative, but if she wants you to hear her voice, she's going to be heard. Um, but... She's very different from Catherine. Catherine is more lighthearted and upbeat and gung-ho and ready to take on the world, and Mama Murphy is very much so, you know, I've seen yeah. the world, I've lived it for 58 years, I'm a bit older, and the world has not been the kindest to me, but if you need my help, I'll be there. Um, so she's a lot more calm and relaxed. Um and it's been nice to be told that I morphed into that character. There there were a couple of different people who didn't even know who came to see the show and know who I am and who I'm playing, but they had no idea when I came out on stage because I was a completely different person and they didn't even recognize me. Which, of course, and, and Zula is, I think she might be 24. I, I don't think she's over 25. But that's another thing. I mentioned that, you know, most of us separate ourselves from something or someone we love to be at work in the morning. Well, uh, a lot of your employees that intentionally engage your audience that, that are there representing your brand when the curtain goes up, they also have people that they love. And sometimes the people that they love forget to have the oil checked or 
to have the tires pumped up or to put gas in the car or forget to transfer money into the savings account or forget to call the doctor or whatever, and then you get to work, they get to work, and they're in a bad mood, and the curtain goes up, and they don't have the ability to put on the role, and the first person that walks up might be somebody interested in a jumbo CD, a $100,000 CD, but because they're treated rudely, they take that money and they go somewhere else. I have seen it happen with mine own eyes and mine own ears when I worked at the bank in Midland, Texas, Republic thereof back in the late 90s. A great performer knows how to take on the right role in the right situation. Um, there are so many great lessons we can learn in the dramatic arts, and I was so glad, so glad that we caught up with Zula earlier this week. I told Zula that I was confident she was going to be a big star someday, and I would be able to say, I had her on my little radio podcast a long time ago, and um, I, I really do want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to join us. Thank you so very, very kindly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, you can catch Zula. If you're in Abilene, if you're in Abilene this summer, uh, I think it's June 28th through the 30th at the Paramount Theater, the Disney production of Newsy. She has the role as Catherine. Listen, there. I know not every metaphor and analogy is going to be perfect. However, however, um, all of us are have our brands out there in the in the marketplace with this new edition of social media and instantaneous reviews and instantaneous feedback. If you if you want to be able to just not have to read another you know LinkedIn post about getting the best out of your people or go to another conference where you're falling asleep in front of the speaker who was promised to be this dynamic guy in the brochure, just hire performers. Hire people that want to put on the best live performance each and every day. And, as, and even if they're faking it, as long as they keep doing that and uh, customers, clients, and, and members aren't complaining to you or going on uh, Google reviews and giving you half a star, you're going to be in a really good shape. You're going to do what is the goal of every cast member in that production up in Abilene, Texas wants. You're going to lead the audience wanting more. You're going to win over skeptics who were told that they shouldn't do business with you. You're going to get employees from other brands that want to be a part of that great live performance, that want to be a part of the band. You're going to have people that that intensely identify with the human part of the transaction, which can often be the most lucrative part of the transaction. That's how I went from being just your average run-of-the-mill personal banker at Midland, Texas, to a hotshot private banking commercial lender with my own little office and my own administrative assistant and just living the dream life in Midland, Texas, circa 1998, uh, pulling down a whopping $31,000 a year. But I loved I loved that job, and it was because I was getting to know my customers. Uh, I was in private banking. Almost all of my customers were from that World War II generation, and their kids were baby boomers. And I really, I kind of related to all of that. I was a historian. I loved talking about World War II. And the more I talked to these people, well, I got a son that works over here. Well, where's he doing his banking? And, you know, it was just, it's like chain migration. You know, if, uh, if I can open an account for him too, have him come over. He would send, and they would send their, their kids and their grandkids over. You got to go see Jason 
at the bank. I was, I was putting on a performance, but I was genuinely interested in the stories that these people had, and it was. It was lucrative for the bank. It wasn't really lucrative for me because I got paid the same whether I brought in a million dollars in new money um, and, my, and the person next to me didn't. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. The, the fact is the, the lead actor in, in these productions, if they get paid, probably gets paid more than the person that cleans up the theater after, after the show and after the lights go out and the curtain comes down. Listen, folks, keep tuning in each week. There's so much to learn from the performing arts. You don't need a sales culture. You want a performance culture. You will have better employees. You will have better results, and you won't have to have a 16 million Excel spreadsheets and 14,000 meetings every 15 minutes to find out why you're not selling more of your stuff. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Say who is after her ex? It could be Oedipus Rex, where a chap killed his father and causes a lot of bother. The clerk who is thrown out of work by the boss who was thrown for a law by the skirt who is doing him dirt. The wall is the stage, the stage is the world.